0: 100.1.
1: Well, we're constantly bombarded with ways to retain our health and youthfulness. Well, sometimes the suggestions can be rather expensive and maybe not that effective. Well, let's find out an easier way. Dr. Elisa Burton, Associate Professor, School of Allied Health here from Curtin University. Thank you for joining us. Hi, Jenny. Thanks for having me. It's a multi-billion dollar industry out there, isn't it? The wellness industry. It really is. Yeah. And... It's a minefield
0: of knowing what is correct and what isn't correct, in particular for older people.
1: Uh, Look, even for everybody, to be honest with you, you have to take this supplement, that supplement. And I remember years ago a doctor saying to me, just be careful, don't take take anything that you don't need, your bodies don't need, because it's expensive urine. It's very expensive, yes. That was good advice. (laughs) Anyway, look, it's great to speak to you. What is your role and what are you doing at the School of Allied Health here at the Curtin University?
0: Sure, I'm actually an exercise scientist, but all of my research uh, goes into helping older people to stay living independently for as long as they choose through healthy living strategies. So most of the time that's to do with physical activity and also staying functionally well. But social things and uh, sleep and different types of health all come into the package. Alisa, would people
1: sort of have to start this routine or regimental idea of uh, living at an earlier age, though, before they get to a certain older age?
0: It's always beneficial to have healthy living strategies the whole way through life, even as a kid or as a teenager, that's always a good idea. Mm. But it's also never too late either. So if for some reason you might have retired and all of a sudden you've got a little bit more time on your hands, you might not have the grandkids just yet, uh, and then there's a little bit more time to actually get a little bit more active and the more we can move and stop being sedentary the easier it is to live in our homes for as long as we choose.
1: Yes, if we've worked you know, pretty much all our lives we're in a routine of day-to-day sort of routine things. You do go to work, come home, get dinner, go to bed, that sort of thing. When you do yeah. find the time you've got to get yourself back into a routine of doing these other things.
0: Yeah, so what I would recommend is People actually do stuff that they enjoy. So have a think about what kind of things where it requires movement do you actually enjoy. Do you like dancing? Hmm. Do you like playing golf? Do you like gardening? Uh, And there's so many different things. People might love having a dog, but they can't afford to have a dog. Whereas there's organisations where you can actually go and help people and go and walk their dog because they might not be able to. So there's all different activities that we can do. Even volunteering
1: is really good as well. And it's cheaper as well, isn't it? Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Um, now, th- th- when we say physical activity or exercise, we've talked about this, you know, for years and years now. When you get yes. to a certain age and you have got a few aches and pains, it, it is not that as easy to get walking if you've got back problems and leg problems and knee weakness.
0: That's true. Pain can make it really difficult. But the problem is often when we sit around for long periods of time, we actually feel more pain. Oh. So little bits of movement um, can actually get our our bodies going a little bit more and can actually help ease the pain. I had one lady a few years ago who was part of our, our strength training program that we were testing and she suffered from a lot of pain and she went to her doctor first and said, should I have a go at this? And they said, yes, definitely. And it took about six weeks, but after six weeks and our program went to 12 she was actually pain-free for the first time in about 20 years and it just gave her a whole new lift on life. Would, would, why would that be the case? Because often with osteoarthritis and things like that, strength training can actually help improve it. Because what it does is it helps improve the muscles and often it's the joints that are actually giving pain. And if we can improve our muscle strength, that takes a bit of pressure off our joints and so we don't
1: feel as much pain. Oh, okay, is it's breaking through the barrier of the pain when you start a program. Yes, yeah. Yes, that's yeah. correct. Don't yep. give up on it. Well, that's interesting. Yep. The other big thing, if you start to lose your balance a little bit, which is quite common, mm-hmm. um, vertigo or anything like that, prevention of falling. I mean, I, what, what can you do about that?
0: Yeah, it's a great point, Jenny, because we... we Older people basically fall, Uh, one in three older people fall every year, and a lot of those have injurious falls, and that's what we're really trying to avoid. And balance exercises are actually the best kind of exercise that we can do to prevent falls. Mm -hmm. So there's many different sorts that we can do. You can go into a gym and they can give you some exercises. There's also um, websites that are completely free. Safe Exercises at Home is one uh, that people can look up and they have a couple of different levels of balance exercises and strength exercises that they can help people with and you can look at that online as well. well wait,
1: just just give us that address again online. Safe Exercise at Home. Safe Exercise at Home. That's a good yeah. starting point. And you say, and it's logical, it's not going to happen overnight, but at about six weeks you can really start to tell the difference.
0: You really can, as mm. long as you're doing little bits and often. So, half an hour, probably two to three times a week, would be really beneficial. A couple hours a week is very good, but work up to it. If you haven't been doing it for years and years, just do ten minutes each day.
1: Yeah, good that idea. That really
0: does add up.
1: Yeah, it makes you feel good mentally as well. There's no two ways about it. Now, if you do have a fall, which is awful, um, mm-hmm. how do you get up? Good point. Yes, because many older people can't actually
0: get up because they haven't tried it. So what I would recommend that you do is if you do have a fall, just stop and have a breath, a couple of breaths and think, Mm -hmm. does anything hurt? And if nothing hurts and you realize that you're not injured, then try and get onto your knees and your hands. So you're on like all fours. And from there, you might be able to, if you're near a piece of furniture, then you can grab hold of the piece of furniture get one leg to swing up and then the next leg and use your arms to get yourself up. If you're not near furniture, you might be able to crawl to a tree or something like that or a wall um, and then working one leg up
1: and then the next. Oh, my goodness. This is awful. (laughs) We have to be prepared for all of this. It's incredible. Well, it's very good advice. Now, unfortunately, a lot of people are having, you know, their last years of their lives with dementia and you have to... Teach them, or they need to learn how to use a walking aid. Is that right? Mm.
0: Yes, that's right. We did a a research study where a lot of the time people with dementia aren't actually given a walking stick or um, a four wheelie walker because the health professional isn't too sure whether they'll be able to use it or not. So we did a study where we looked at whether we could train someone with dementia to use a four wheelie walker over about a six week period. And we asked the person with dementia if they had any goals and what they really wanted to try and achieve. And one gentleman actually wanted to get back to walking with his older dog again, just wanted to be able to walk around the block. And after four weeks, the physio worked with him each week and she taught him how to use the walking aid. But then they worked out how to get the dog in with it, where they'd actually put his lead. And the dog was incredibly clever, had spent many years of his life with this family. He knew the block and he knew how fast to walk and which direction to go in. Oh, isn't that great? Yeah, it gave the gentleman a new lease on life. His wife was able to get some stuff done and she knew that
1: the dog would bring her husband back, which was fabulous. These are all very good suggestions. They really are. You haven't mentioned one supplement. No, and <laughs> <No, laughs> no, I guess, that is true, Jenny. <laughs> yeah, and just on that point, I mean, to start to eat healthily um, if you possibly have had a bit of a weakness or addiction to takeaways and stuff like that in your earlier life. How do you, what do you suggest people make sure they do include in their diet to keep their brain active and their body okay?
0: Yeah, one of the best types of diets for um, healthy aging is actually the Mediterranean diet. So uh, lots of fish um, The olive oils Things like avocados, stuff like that Um, Lots and lots Of fruit and veggies and Nuts and beans and things like that
1: That's good, it's brain food isn't it really Yeah, it really is Now you mentioned here that ageism And words we could look at avoiding That just make Mm. things worse So that's a mental attitude is it Uh, it's, It's much ageism across society and a lot of the time we don't
0: actually realise that we're doing it. A bit of an example was, unfortunately, we had a 70-year-old lady who passed away this week. She was um, murdered and the the media actually called her elderly. Oh, dear. She's she's 70 years of age. She's a grandmother. She's Mm. fully active. She's highly working in society. And to me, using the word elderly was completely and utterly unnecessary because this lady was not elderly. Um, And it happens time and time again. And I think we need to be aware of the fact that
1: we are being ageist towards older people. Very good point. That is a very good point. Do you know what? In the press years ago, if somebody was 60 years of age, they were called Mm. elderly. And, And people are healthier living longer now. And that's you're you're absolutely right, that has to be corrected. And I hope everyone takes note, this is fantastic. So, Alisa, um, they can't get this information from anywhere else, can they? Or they can go to the website to look Uh, at other things. Uh,
0: yes, I actually have a website. Oh, good, alissaburton.com. Um, I write a monthly healthy aging blog, and my next blog will be coming out on Friday. Uh, if Older people are interested in my publications, they can get them there, but that's more for the academics. Whereas my blog really is oh, to help older people
1: to live independently for as long as they choose. Okay, Alyssa, E L I S S A Burton.com, and that's next Friday, is it?
0: Yes, the blog will come up next Friday. They can subscribe to it if they want, and then they will receive it in their inbox each oh, month.
1: That is terrific. Keep up the good work. Thank you, Alyssa. Thanks so much, Jenny. That's Thanks a pleasure. To me.